Real Golf Radio. It's a reround now on the team. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio. Welcome in. It's hour number three of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here in the Hoops Vision Studios. And it's presented in part by Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222. Siegfried and Jensen, thank you so much for being with us every Saturday morning, 6 to 9. Weather's changing, getting a little bit cooler, but I think we're going to have a great weekend for golf. And a great weekend for football. It's that time of year where, you know, you get a little snow at the top of the mountains. So you start getting excited about some ski season that's upcoming. And also, for me, it really makes me focus and appreciate the time we have left to play some golf. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and the the, the only problem is that uh, some of the courses that, that we love and and like to play so much, start punching greens and that kind of thing, getting ready for fall and getting ready oh, for the spring. Hits me but right the there. best thing is, you know what, go up into the mountains, play some golf. The leaves are changing, um, and uh, and it's pretty beautiful here in the fall being able to play some great golf. No doubt about it, Bob. It absolutely is the best, my favorite time of year, other than, yes, uh, the beautiful greens at Alpine are getting punched Monday morning. Oh. Mm. Just so hard. But you know what? The thing, these guys are so good anymore that in about a week, even though they still doesn't take long, you can still see sand. They still roll pretty darn good. Yep. Yep. It's not that doesn't have the same feel. I get it, but it rolls pretty darn good even after Mm -hmm. a week if you do it right. So a couple weeks in, hey, you're good to go. Good stuff there. All right. So we had two hours of the show already. Tony Finau, really kind enough to spend some time with us. Uh, If you missed that, we'll replay it for you. Dave Neville with a deep dive into these really awesome new wedges, the MD5 Jaws wedges from Callaway. Excited about those. You know, it's interesting. You win a golf's already promoting them. Of course they are, man. That's where you go to get them. You yep. need your wedges, go go hit it up at you win a golf. Yep. That got the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. If for some reason you don't love these Jaws wedges, or if they're spinning it too much for you, yeah, you, I'm looking at you. You're that guy. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I spin it too much, man. I knock it in and spin it off the green. Um, yeah, if you're that guy, well, then, you know, you take it back. That's why, yeah. you, that's why you win as best in the business. Get it done. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, of the things that we talked about, what's, what stood out to you? What did you learn? We'll, we'll take a page out of, of Dan Patrick. What, he always does the, what did you learn? So after two hours of talking golf, what did you learn today, Bob? Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, a couple of things. I think, uh, what was interesting is, Tony Finau's feelings on player of the year and that it was Brooks Kepka all the way and that majors are, are majors are what careers are, are made of. And, um, you know, he was a, he was a Brooks Kepka pick, uh, guy that picked, um, all the way. Um, and, and that's kind of my feeling too. When I understand, I understand Rory, uh, winning those, those two marquee events of the PGA tour, um, I understand Brooks Kepka winning a major championship. I understand the 10 of four, uh, you know, his top tens, 14 top tens in 19 events and Brooks Kepka only getting nine and 21. Um, but what I don't understand is the, the majors. Um, Brooks Kepka winning, of course, the PGA championship. He finishes second at the Masters. He finishes second at the U.S. Open. He finishes fourth at the PGA championship and Rory. Had two top tens, an eighth, a tie for eighth, and a tie for ninth, but um, missed the cut and uh, and 
And to me, Brooks Kepka is the guy that should have won it. Uh, it's hard to disagree because you can take both sides. And again, when, two weeks ago when the ballots were first announced and we first started talking about this, uh, I went back and forth and at the end of the day decided that you give more weight to a major winner. And I think Rory and everybody else would agree with that. Yes. That's why I think Rory was so surprised when he was handed the award. And mm-hmm. the, the thing that, the thing that just was stood out the most to me was Jay Monahan, who's the executive director of the PGA Tour. Is that, yes. is that what his title is? Yeah. He's, He's the, the commissioner. The commissioner. Thank you. He basically was trying to convince Rory why he was. <laughs> The guy that should have received it. Like, yeah, this is why you, you got Maybe it. Maybe Rory voted for Brooks. He did. He said he voted for Brooks. <laughs> no, he's straight up. He put that on Twitter. He voted for Brooks. So anyway, it's kind of interesting. Um, that was the one that stood out to me. And then the other one is, you know, Doug Ferguson from the Associated Press, the caddy said the same thing. He said, I'm not convinced Rory would have swapped seasons with Brooks. Now, would he have swapped seasons with Tiger? And, uh, that, that's an interesting. Now, Tiger wasn't in play for player of the year, but anytime Tiger wins the Masters, yes. you could argue that he had the biggest impact on the game, but that's not the same as being player of the year. But um well, that Rory, Masters win is what Rory McElroy's looking for. Yeah, well of course he's looking. That's the career grand slam. That's immortality to to have that. So um anyway, really interesting discussion. I again I, I could see it coming when the guy holds those trophies, the biggest trophies the tour offers, and it's the tour's player of the year, boy, it's hard not to pick him. The optics look bad. Imagine the discussion. Yeah, Brooks all the way. Well, that just speaks to the importance of winning major championships. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing, Bob. Why? It's 2019. Are we still, are we still talking about this? Are we still talking about that majors aren't owned and put on by the PGA tour? Like, is this jealousy still there? Is that rift there? I mean, it seems like that's, you know, so much water under the bridge. And I think for the common golf fan, certainly for the sports fan, just not paying attention, they wouldn't know that there was a difference between PGA Tour and major championship golf. Right. right? They would, you know, it's all part of the PGA Tour schedule. Um, they don't know the difference between the PGA of America and the PGA Tour. And, and that, that split happened back in 1968. Um, so um, it's, uh, yeah, for the average person, they wouldn't know. Yeah. So anyway, it's probably like, well, what's the big deal? Well, I guess it's it's kind of a big deal because it's been almost 30 years since the PGA of America's point system award hasn't matched up with the players' vote. Yeah, and, 1992. Uh, yeah, yep. there you go. So anyway, pretty Pretty interesting. I, I, again, I the, the other part of it is the tour doesn't release the the actual results. Yes. So there is a there is that cynical uh, look at it, saying mm, conspiracy theories. Who really voted and what was the real tally and what have you? So, but anyway, regardless, and, look, they both had tremendous seasons. And what kind of pressure did the PGA Tour put on its players? I don't know if they put any pressure. I just wonder if they put a little note in there. Might we remind you that Rory does hold our biggest trophies? Hmm? Hmm? Spalding? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> All 
Uh, the other thing that came out, uh, social media was, which was great this week. Tony Finau, he was owning it as well, uh, up there at Victory Ranch, spending some time at Alpine Country Club as well and working with Boyd and had his son out there, Drace. And they were trying to get to 200 mile an hour ball speed, Bob. <laughs> and they basically gave us the tease on Twitter. We're going to be out here. And Tony says, we'll be out here till I, till I get there. And he tells us the story on the show. You'll hear that yep. as we replay it, but he was out there and finally posted. There it is. 200. Tony out there just absolutely taking a rip at it. That's ridiculous with a gamer driver. And you saw the numbers right there on uh, Boyd Summer Hayes um, phone with his app with uh, with the with the ball launch la- ball launch monitor. The TrackMan, um, yeah, yeah, TrackMan. So um, pretty cool, pretty fun to see. He kind of came out of his shoes on that last one to get to two hundred. It was pretty cool. I, I, I could take both my shoes off. I could come out of my pants. I'm not getting to 200. I mean, yeah, this is a surprise. We wouldn't me. want to see that anyway. Well, my point being, it's not easy to get to 200, and Tony did it. Uh, it's yes, not easy did. to get anywhere near 200, let alone to 200. So, uh, yep. yeah, awesome. Uh, so you'll hear that interview. Might we see that swing on tour? Hmm. Well, we asked him. That's Tony that. He'll answer that coming up here on Real Golf Radio. It's presented in part by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, Tony Finau. You don't need to wait any longer. We'll, we'll hit it up next. Tony joins us right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, Brian and Bob here, two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. Yep, I'm rocking the new Traeger Timberline 1300 with its three racks for more space. It's double insulated, so I'd never need to use a blanket, and I control it through the Traeger app on my phone. That's awesome, but I'm hooked on my new Yoder YS640S. Also with Wi-Fi, this is the most versatile smoker slash grill that I've ever used. I feel like a barbecue pit master, but whatever you need, hey, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton. Or online at barbecuepitstop.com. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop's sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here every Saturday morning, 6 to 9 on 1280 The Zone. Twitter handles at Real Golf. Be sure to give us a follow there. RealGolfRadio.com is the website. If you miss any part of the show, I mean simple, right on your Twitter feed, all the segments will be posted by Dave Glauser. He does a great job of hooking that up for you. So you can also podcast us, download us there, however you access the show. We appreciate that, and we appreciate our great sponsors here locally as well who take good care of us. Uh, we mentioned Zions Bank, um, Siegfried & Jensen, Hoops Vision, uh, Uinta Golf, and, of course, our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. And should mention, Bob, again, another mm-hmm. another tailgate Saturday. You want to get that meat smoking and Get something cooked up nice and, uh, either your Yoder or your Traeger. I gotta tell you though, I have, I definitely have become a big Yoder fan as I've been working through this new YS640S. It is, it is so good, man. I'm telling you, I put together some, the caddy said he had show stopping stuff. I got some show stopping stuff for you right here on my Yoder, Bob. I'm going to be doing, for the first time, I'm going to be doing something this week because my son wants me to do it. I am doing a crispy pork belly. Oh, I've not done a on my either. Traeger, mm. right. and I have the Timberline thirteen hundred, and the Wi-Fi app is awesome. I'll give you that. I do have a little jealousy on the interface and the app on that is pretty awesome on Traeger. What they've done with that. So, what are you doing? How do you do your pork belly? What are you going to do? Um, it's you know, it's going to have a nice rub on it and that kind of thing. Uh, probably put some uh, oil on on top of it also. And uh, yeah, it's not fatty enough. Make sure you add some oil to that pork. Well, you gotta you gotta put the oil on it to get the <laughs> the crispy on the on the skin. Okay. So all right, 
It'll be good. Are you going to chop it up and like then put it, stew it, and like burn in type stuff? No, or? no, 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 no. Right. no. We're gonna, you know, we'll have to score the top, the top of the the skin and the fat and that kind of thing to help it get crispy and and that kind of thing. But um, it's basically just big old thick bacon, right? Yeah, he wants it more like a porchetta, which is uh, which is crispy and crunchy on the outside. It's big thick bacon. Yep, yeah, that's, that's it. That's basically what it is. Yep. That's why the fact that he's rubbing oil on bacon is. Uh, <laughs> Chocolate. I like bacon. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> All right. Uh, as we promised you, um, before we went to break, we had a chance to catch up with Tony Finau in hour number one, uh, hour number two, rather. If you missed it, here you go. Our conversation with Tony Finau. Hey, Tony, how are you, man? Yeah, doing well. Thanks for having me on again, guys. It has been a little bit. Yeah, it's good to catch up with you. You've been, you have had a busy year. I, I mean, it's, boy, I, I was going to ask you how your off season went, but that was just last week. So, um, <laughs> another, another season already underway, huh? Yeah, the off season lasted about two weeks. So we're, we're getting ready again. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a great, it was a great summer. I had some good golf, a lot of travel. So I did take a few days off, but. PJ Tour doesn't, uh, doesn't give you a lot of time off and a lot of time to breathe, but um, it, it has been nice being home for a couple of weeks. And you're getting ready to travel again, aren't you? I am, yeah. I, I leave soon here to London and uh, for the BMW Championships, and then I'll head over to Scotland for the Dunhill Link. So um, no no rest for the weary is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's good why you can get it, though, right? Uh, so the BMW, interesting. I want to ask you about that. So you play you play over there at uh, Carnoustie, of course, the old course at St. Andrews, and Kings Barnes. You know, put that up against the Monterey Peninsula when AT&T. I mean, those are two pretty darn good stops along some oceans. There are two different sides of the Atlantic. But uh, how would you compare or contrast those two events? Yeah, I, I love both of the events. I uh, played AT&T. Uh, I think four times, and then you know I just played the Dunhill Links last year. I they're they're different, you know. They're both you know high quality golf courses and um, just different type of golf, though. You know, you got the Links, St Andrews, Carnoustie, and Kingsbarn, um, some of the best Links golf courses in the world. My my favorite Links course of all time is Kingsbarn. Mm. Uh, having having played it for the first time last year, I just think when you have the contrast of uh, of Link style golf on an ocean, it's really hard, really hard to beat. So, yeah. uh, it's just, they're different. You know, I enjoy both and, but, you know, I'm becoming a huge fan of Lynx golf. You know, I, I enjoy, um, playing over there and, and playing in front of those fans and, and just being, you know, across the pond, uh, and enjoying some golf. So I look forward to playing that, uh, that event again this year. And I'm teamed up with, uh, my good friend and, and his sponsor, Ryan Smith from Qualtrics. So we, we had a chance to win actually last year. So we're going to, we're going to go and try and win this year. That'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Ryan's a player too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. You know, he's a two, two handicap and, uh, and he's, and his two travels well, just in that he can, uh, his game travels, you know, he can, he can play some good golf, uh, you know, outside of his home club. Sometimes when amateurs say they're a two, that kind of scares me. I'm like, well, if you're a two on your home course, that means maybe you're like a nine. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? So I'm you like a 15, in, Bob. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you see that in pro ams and stuff like that, don't you? And it, yeah. and it's kind of concerning. What do you like about uh, what do you like about the Lynx golf? Yeah, I I love how how you know how much you have to think and um, how creative you have to be. You you have so many options off the tee, into the green, around the green. Um, I, I like playing in wind. I've, I've never had, uh, with my speed, I've never had uh, trouble knocking the ball down. Um, and so I, I enjoy playing in wind. So I think just those things, um, I enjoy. And I, and I, and I think just I enjoy 
how different it is than the golf uh, I grew up playing. You know, just pretty traditional golf courses, tree lines, and um, you know, fast, firm, thick, rough. So just I think being that it's different, I enjoy I enjoy the challenge of that of Lynx golf. So I I played some good golf, um, some of my best golf in Lynx style golf courses, which is which is pretty cool. Tony Finau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I'm still stuck on that traveling handicap. It's 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 it is it's true. It's, it's, <laughs> I, well, the, you, it's, okay, this is this is a problem. So there are two at their home club, so they they give them a two handicap for a uh, you know a PGA Tour pro am, but they're playing a PGA Tour golf course that's primed the day before a PGA Tour event. Um, so the golf course is playing really tough. So there's just no way that your two is going to travel onto a PGA Tour course and, and you're still going to be a two. So. That's the only that's the only issue. It's not that they're not uh, a true two at their home club, but um, tra- a traveling a traveling two handicap is a little different, I think, than a, than a two at your home club. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I'm with you. In fact, what was, what was Lee Trevino's quote? If you if you think you're ready for the tour, go out and play five golf courses you've never played before and shoot 66 or better, and then then maybe you're ready. Or so. it was something along those lines. I mean, playing the same course every day is a completely different scenario than what you've got going on, right? <laughs> yeah, well, just uh, but I, I enjoy that type of challenge. That's you know, PJ Tour golf. We play different grass every week, different conditions, um, different golf course. You know, and and even the same golf course we play could be the uh, diff- different from Thursday to Sunday. You know, from the time we play on, you know, like Augusta. Sometimes you know, you're playing on Thursday, and and it seems like each day the greens get faster, the course gets firmer, and and by Sunday, you know, the back nine of a Sunday, the greens are lightning tight, and it's we almost a different course than what we played on Thursday. So, um, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely that way. You know, we have to, we have to learn how to adapt on the PJ tour level and, um, you know, something I'm still trying to learn, but I feel like I've done a pretty good job. So what you mentioned, the firmness and the, and the speed, what else is about, or, or is that the key difference between what you would see on a tour setup versus even that same golf course on a non tour setup? Yeah, I, I would just, I would say just the firmness and the, um, and the speed of the greens, um, but they, you know, they do a good job of, of tucking pins, and you can't really attack the golf course if you're not hitting the fairway. So it starts in the tee box, um, and then you know uh, around the greens, if you short side yourself, you know those are real tough shots uh, on, on the PJ Tour courses. So I think, you know, the way they tuck the pins and, and how fast the greens are, you've got to be very precise, and that starts from the tee box. You know, you hit the fairway, and you're going to set yourself up for a lot of birdie looks, and if you don't, then um, you'll be making a lot of bogeys on tour. So, Tony, you're, you're, we're already talking about your coming year and your, you know, starting a new season and that kind of thing. How would you assess your 2019 season and what you were able to accomplish? Of course, finishing uh, seventh in the FedEx Cup rankings and twelfth in the official World Golf rankings. Tell us what your thoughts are about your year. Yeah, my biggest my biggest goal going into 2019 season. Uh, was to win on the PJ Tour, and that's something that I wasn't able to do. Um, so I, you know, I'm hungry to do that again and have that feeling again and, and try to win. But as I look at the overall season and the strides that I've made in my game, man, I can't be disappointed in the season. I had a great year, and I and I capped it off with a, a solid performance in the playoffs. Um, you know, and, and under high pressure situations. So you know, I had a chance to win the Masters. You can't say that every season. Um, you know, I had a true chance to, you know, I was in the final group and, um, and had an, a great opportunity to, to put on a green jacket, something I dreamed of my whole life. So as I look back on the experiences, I think 2019 is going to be, um, 
a year where I've seen a lot of growth and, um, you know, I, I look back and it was a great, it was a great year. I played well in some, some big events. Um, didn't play as well as other events that I would have liked, but uh, as I look at the overall year, um, uh, you know, I'm very, um, very satisfied with the year that I had just in that, um, I, I, I executed in a lot of big events. Um, you know, my, I had my highest finish in a major championship and I had a, and I had a chance to win the green jacket. Those are some pretty exciting things for me. No doubt. And playing alongside Tiger Woods in a historic win for him. I know you'd rather have been that historic for you, but, uh, nonetheless, if you're, if, if it doesn't end up being you to be in that position, that's pretty special. I mean, it's a part of history, right? Yeah, no doubt. It was cool. You know, I, um, I gave myself a chance to win and when I knew I, I wasn't going to walking up the 18th fairway, it was pretty fun to, to see Tiger, all the fans, uh, it, it was probably the greatest thing for our game to have Tiger, uh, you know, make a comeback like that and, and, you know, get back to the top of the hill in the golf world. So really, really cool to be a part of. And, um, and as I look back now, it's, uh, it was pretty special to be in that group. Speaking of Tiger, Tiger's uh, President's Cup captain, you finished number nine on the uh, points list that's just outside. Uh, Bob and I have talked about this for some time as we followed the points list. Not really a precedent for set for not picking the guy that's just outside the automatic qualifier. So from our standpoint, from an analysis standpoint, we feel like you're in, that you're going to be on that team. Plus, you had a tremendous performance over in France in the Ryder Cup last year. What are your thoughts? I'm sure you would rather have just made it a done deal by cracking the top eight. But what are your thoughts and what kind of conversations that you've had with Tiger as a captain and a potential team member coming up in Australia? Yeah, yeah. one of my other goals um, starting the year was to make the, make the President's Cup on points. And I, I just about did it. You know, I, I gave myself a great chance um, at the BMW. I think if I would have finished solo third, I ended up finishing solo fourth. So just one out and um, wasn't able to sneak on the team. But, um, I, yeah, I, I'd like to just say, you know, I like my chances. You know, I haven't had, I've had no conversations with Tiger um, about the President's Cup at all. And um, I, don't, I don't intend to. You know, I, I look forward to playing in the fall. And, um, you know, to me, the, um, you know, the President's Cup would be, a really cool team to be a part of and you know another international team um that i can compete in and and you know hopefully he does pick me and, and i have a chance to play on tiger's first uh team as a captain and and try and bring him a victory so i yeah i mean i do like my chances but you know he's he's the captain um i didn't play my way on the team so i you know i'm going to try and play some good golf this fall and 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 hopefully he picks me you know, some interesting stuff came out this week, especially with Rory McIlroy being uh, the player of the year. Your thoughts about that and uh, and the differences between um, Rory and Brooks Kepka and why you think Rory or Brooks should have had it? Yeah, so I, I have a lot of respect for both players, both unbelievable golfers. They're going to go down as Hall of Fame players. Um, uh, I, I believe this season uh, was Brooks Kepka's um, year. I think... He, he should have been crown player of the year and, and not to take anything away from Rory because he had a fantastic year. But when I look at uh, the accolades and, and compare them, uh, you have Brooks who didn't finish outside fourth place in a major championship. Uh, that's in all four majors. He had a first place, a second, a second, and a fourth. Um, so he won a major. Uh, outside of that, you know, that alone is something to hang your hat on. But outside of that, he won a WGC event. Um, you know, beating Rory, and then he won another PJ Tour event outside of that. So he won three times and, and never finished worse than a fourth. That's tough. To me, that's tough to beat, especially if uh, the guy you're going up against 
um, didn't win a major. Just we put so much emphasis on a major championship. Um, so I, you know, I, I do think Brooks, uh, in my head, was the player of the year. But both had incredible seasons. Rory played extremely well, and I think um, he's quoted as saying it was, his, it was the best year of his career. So, um, you know, it, 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 I could see how it could go both ways. Uh, in my head, though, I think Brooks had the more impressive season, just going off of his uh, major championship performance and, and winning a WBC and another tour event, um, it's hard to top that. And he was really the guy to beat all year, don't you think? I mean, he whenever we seem to have a big event, especially a major championship, he was the guy to beat. And to me, that says player of the year. Yeah, no question. He was the one with, you know, all the eyes were on every big event. And it was like, you know, I couldn't believe how well he, he performed in all the majors. I mean, I don't know what his record is for the last dozen majors, but it's something extremely impressive. Um, but you know, if we put so much emphasis on major championships, then to be player of the year, I, I believe you have to hold one of those. And, um, you know, I, I yeah, yeah, that just, it carries so much weight winning a major championship and the way he performs in all the majors, having a WGC, I think that's, I think that's hard to top. Um, so, you know, obviously <laughs> you guys know where my vote went, but I, <laughs> I, you know, both, both, both had incredible seasons and, um, you know, congrats to Rory on, on another player of the year. That's, pretty incredible that's his third jack nicholas award and uh you know something to hang your hat on no doubt so you're going to play the bmw and the dunhill links what's the rest of your schedule this fall um before we start uh 2020 yeah um i'm gonna play vegas right after dunhill links uh, i'll come back and play vegas so that'll be my first pga tour event um and then i'll take uh, a couple weeks off and then i'll head over to asia on the pga tour we'll play in japan and then play in China, and that's that's about it, you know. And then um, Tiger's invited me to his uh, event in the Bahamas, and so I'll go play that. And then you know, hopefully the, the President's Cup. So that's that's kind of what my schedule is. Really, um, really soft schedule in the fall. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work on some things and, and continue to get better. And sometimes you got to do that away from tournament golf. So um, I do look forward to playing a few events, but it's uh. You know, I, I look forward to, to this fall. Tony Fino, our guest here on Real Golf Radio. And, of course, uh, we'd be remiss not to mention all the work you do off the golf course with your foundation and all the charitable contributions. You stay really involved and really busy that way. Um, maybe just tell our listeners a little bit about what they don't see. They see you between the ropes. They see you on TV. But uh, what are some of the other things that you've been uh, busy with? Yeah, just, you know, my foundation is very extremely important to me. Um, you know, just giving back to my community and, I'm trying to inspire the next generation of, uh, of kids. You know, we're, we're in the process of putting up our learning center, which is something that's extremely exciting for me and uh, something that we've been working hard on. So to get the, the support from, you know, Utah and, and all my sponsors has been uh, has been really cool. Um, you know, I I think I as I look at, you know, how how I've been blessed through the game of golf, you know, it would be selfish for me not to, you know, not to give back and um, and, and just do my part. Uh, you know, I, I feel it's a privilege to have that opportunity. So it's, it's cool to be in a position to do that. And, you know, having my foundation now, it um, means a lot to me. So we're going to try and continue to do some good work uh, on the golf course uh, and, and, and especially off it. Well, congratulations and well done on all of that as well. And, uh, hey, by the way, the, the video was fun. You, your, your son was pretty excited when he got to 200 miles an hour on your ball speed the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That was a lot of fun. It took, uh, took 12 balls. So. Um, it was, uh, it was a challenge that I had. I, I, I gave myself, you know, all summer 
because I got to mid 190s um, early in the summer. And, and I told Boyd, I said, we're going to crack 200 this year or at the end of the summer. So now that it was off season, we felt like it was necessary to, to crank a few. And, and I was fortunate to get it to 200. <laughs> Probably not going to see that swing on tour though, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's so, awesome. <laughs> Good no, stuff. Thanks. Hey, Tony, thanks so much for taking some time. It's always really a privilege to visit with you. Uh, we're big fans, of course, and uh, it's been fun to watch you continue to progress. And we're excited to watch you the rest of this year and into next year. So um, we wish you the best, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up to you again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was good. Tony Finau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Really appreciate Tony taking some time uh, to be with us. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, Brian and Bob here, two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. Yep, I'm rocking the new Traeger Timberline 1300 with its three racks for more space. It's double insulated, so I'd never need to use a blanket, and I control it through the Traeger app on my phone. That's awesome, but I'm hooked on my new Yoder YS640S, also with Wi-Fi. This is the most versatile smoker slash grill that I've ever used. I feel like a barbecue pit master, but whatever you need, hey, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton. Or online at barbecuepitstop.com. 
Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CBX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. So, by the way, we got so caught up in your pork belly, we felt to mention that uh, you need to get both, whether you're looking for a Yoder or yep. whether you're looking for a Traeger, mm-hmm. rub sauces, anything you need to be a barbecue pit stop master, go to barbecuepitstop.com. With the uh, locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, and Layton Barbecue Pit Stop, we appreciate them and uh, all of our good sponsors here on Real Golf Radio. All right, as we mentioned, deep dive into some Callaway wedges. The new MD5 Jaws are out. Want to know more about it? Here he is, Dave Neville. Time for some tech talk. Time to get into the nuts and bolts and the inside scoop on a brand new product from our partners at Callaway Golf. And uh, always a pleasure to welcome back to the show our good friend. He's the senior director of brand management for Woods, Irons, Wedges. And we're going to talk some wedges today, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. I love wedges. They are a really almost like a uh, a piece of jewelry in a sense there's some there's a sex appeal about wedges and I absolutely love talking about them there's you there's so many things about the different styles the grinds the grooves everything that goes into it and so when you see a brand new product come out it's entitled jaws with their MD5 wedges we got to get Dave on to talk about it and Dave Neville joins us right now hey Dave how are you man Hey guys, good to be with you guys. Hey, good to have you on the show as well. So, first of all, uh, the, the Jaws stands out. I mean, I, I've seen what you've done on social media, the, the, the promo videos. Uh, tell us a little bit about where this name comes from. So, the Jaws is a wedge, uh, the name that we had from, from about 10 years ago. And that wedge has a reputation of just having a ton and ton of, of spin. And so, when we presented this new line, we were going to just continue with the MD5 line. We presented it to our CEO, Chip Brewer, and we, we showed him the groove technology that we had. He said, we got to do something different. We got to bring back the Jaws name. And everybody got excited about that. Roger Cleveland has been designing wedges for us for 23 years, was excited about it. So with Jaws, it all starts with the groove. And not, so, so what is it then? So you mentioned it's groove, but, but what is this groove and why is it called Jaws? Yeah, it's a proprietary um, Jaws groove. And wh- what that really means is we focus a lot on the edge radius. So now we're getting into some deep tech talk. But people think on wedges, the groove, how big the groove is, how deep it is, is the most important thing. Well, that's helpful for channeling away grass and dirt and all of that. But what really grabs the ball where you get the spin from is the edge of the groove. We call it the edge radius. So We've been able to make a really, really tight edge radius using some of the proprietary tools that we have. And then in between each groove, we have that groove and groove technology, which are little micro positives that help grab the ball. So you have these 84 contact points on the face to grab the ball and just give you a tremendous amount of spin. So how has it been received as far as testing is concerned, um, as far as uh, I'm sure you've had players uh, testing the product and that kind of thing? What, what have been the, the results or, or the feedback from it? 
really positive results, Bob. And where they're seeing it the most is really from 40 yards and in because the, all these top wedges are going to spin a lot out of a perfect lie, you know, full 60-degree sand wedge or uh, a full 56-degree. But it's really when you get in the rough, when you get around the green, when you get inside 40 yards and in, that's where we're seeing a difference. And we're seeing more than 10% more spin on the jaws versus where we were with MB4, and that, that wedge spun uh, a ton. So over 550 RPM more spin than you would have on, on the MD4, and that's going to be noticeable around the green. Dave Neville joining us, Callaway Golf. Dave, wouldn't you say from the 40 yards and in, I'll even go to 60 yards and in, that seems to be a massive difference. I'm Oh, well, it's gargantuan uh, between what guys on tour can do with their wedges, the ability to stop the ball and, and even spin the ball in certain directions, the way they control it. It's a big difference between the, the amateur player. And and I see when, when we're trying to take stuff off, when we're trying to hit half shots, that's and again, greens are in the green technology and the way the mowers are and, and rollers and everything, greens are getting firmer and faster. And so I see there's a there's a big challenge with the amateur golfer in trying to get the ball close to the hole when they're either short-sided or they just come up short trying to go for a par five in two or things like that and then trying to from that point in time oftentimes you will see players hit it further from the pin from 40 yards than they might even from 100 yards so to me having something that will help them stop the ball and i say them i mean me uh stop the ball with these short shots is crucial yeah, I mean, that's big, and that's one of the reasons why we have these five different grinds. So we really feel like we have a grind for every player's technique and the different conditions that they that they play in. So when, when you're out in Colorado or even Utah, tighter conditions, we have some low-bounce uh, options. We even have a new low-bounce W, and that comes from Roger's work on tour. We've had that high-bounce W, that wide sole, for a long time, but he was grinding for a lot of players and making – this low bounce W option. So now we've, we've tooled that up and we've brought that to the, to the line. So we have something for everybody from the C grind all the way up to a, to a W grind from eight degrees of bounce all the way to a wide sole with 12 degrees of bounce. So talk a little bit about the shape and, and the look and the material used. Uh, you, you've mentioned Roger Cleveland a couple times and you said that he's really excited about this wedge. He's calling it his greatest creation. And for a guy who's been making wedges for over 40 years, that is a pretty strong statement. It's one we've been working on a long time. And I think what excites him is the technology of the groove, but also the shaping and all of the options that we have. One thing he worked hard on is in the lower loft, so in a 46, a 48, a 50, even the in the 52, making those shapes blend in really well with your iron set. Some of the feedback from the better players and from tour players was the, the shape was a little bit big in that pitching wedge specifically. So pitching and gap wedge. So we, we've fixed that. So 54 and up, it's the same size, but when you go 52 and below, it's a little bit smaller. It blends better with your pitching wedge set. I think that's going to help us on tour and it's going to help us with the better player for sure. I think that's an interesting thing. So would, do you have guys that will, opt to not use the pitching wedge that comes in their iron set, for instance, and go right to the wedge? I mean, how how popular oh, yeah. of a move is that? Very popular, very popular, because they see those clubs as scoring clubs. Mm. You know, where a regular amateur, they might have the A wedge from their Apex iron set or Apex Pro because they're just kind of using that as a distance club. We'll call it kind of like a pen iron. Um, but when you get into the, the Jaws lineup, you're getting a lot more 
spin, a lot more precision with, with the groove. So for tour players, a lot of them swap out for sure their gap wedge, but most of them also on their pitching wedge as well. They want to play a, a wedge that's designed to, to spin and score. They want to be able to hit all those shots around the green with it as well. So would the distance meet there? Like, for instance, if you're looking at it back in that number category, seven, eight, nine. if your pitching wedge is your 10 wedge, if you will, or 10 iron, like you said, are you going to have similar distance uh, as you would using the Jaws pitching wedge versus the pitching wedge from your set? It really depends. It's a great question. It really depends on what iron set you're coming from, and that's one of the reasons why it's really important to get fit. So when you're coming, for example, from like a big Bertha iron or – maybe even from an Apex or an Epic Forge, those pitching wedges are going to have a ton of distance technology still in them. They're really meant to hit the ball a certain distance and, and hit it far. With the jaws, it's about spin and control and the launch angle. So you really need to get fit in there because you could have that, that gap. One thing we're seeing in the marketplace, it used to be 52, 56, 60. Everybody went 52, 56, 60 in their wedges. But now... In the iron sets, the pitching wedges are getting stronger. The nine irons are getting stronger. And so we're seeing a lot more 50, 54, 58 combos for, for players and kind of moving towards that, that stronger side where with the 58 and 60, you can still hit all of the same shots. You open the face, it has the same grinds that are uh, there, but it's become a lot more popular. We're selling a lot more 50, 54, 58 combos. So you've talked about um, and you've mentioned the word grind a couple of times. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us about the grinds that come along with this club and maybe what those grinds, the types of people or the types of conditions that that uh, that most amateurs would want um, as far as the grind is concerned. Yeah, so let's just define the, the grind because I was throwing that out there without uh, defining it. But, but grind is really, if you look at a full sole of a wedge, taking relief off of that sole in, in different ways and different shapes to allow for different player types and for different conditions. So let me walk through these grinds quickly, but you start at the low bound side, the C grind. This is really, it's our crescent sole. This is really for the shot maker, somebody who likes to open up the wedge around the green, hit all different types of shots. We have that C grind in eight degrees of bound. Then we have that new low bound W that I talked about. So this is a fuller sole, but it's still low bounce. Gives you a little bit extra help versus the C grind out of the bunker, but still for that player who has the shallow technique, typically for the better player. And then our S grind is our standard sole. That's going to fit the most amount of players, the most amount of conditions, 10 degrees of bounce. You can hit a lot of different shots with that. Really, that's our most popular wedge or our best-selling wedge. And then the, the X grind is our high bounce C, for the player who tends to get steep, but it's still a shot maker. And then we finish with this the W grind that has our wider sole. Roger likes to call it the mini sure out. If you struggle out of the bunker, if you're playing soft conditions, the, the wide sole W grind is going to be the right one for you. So we feel like with five grinds, 23 different models, we have something for everybody. And the nice thing is if you didn't catch all of that right there that Dave was saying, you can go to CallawayGolf.com, click on the new wedges, and it walks you right through each of those grinds. And, and what I love about it is it gives you condition type. Like on the C grind, for instance, it says condition type firm, swing or divot style, sweeper or a shallow divot. That that resonates with me. I love that because I'm definitely more of a sweeper. I know there's, I know there's pickers and diggers out there, and it, mm-hmm. it makes sense that you would have different kinds of uh, interaction with the turf if you were a digger than a picker. I mean, I, I prefer to sweep that thing, and so 
So um, if, if I had too much bounce, then what's, what happens to me if I swing something with too much bounce is I tend to hit it skinny and, uh, you know, and might blade it in, in some of those crucial situations where I'm trying to get real delicate. So uh, this, this is super helpful, what you have on the website. Yeah, we have a ton of content out there, and we actually – we have those descriptions as you talked about. We also have what we call enhanced videos. So there's a different video for each of the grinds that you can walk through and find out more information uh, about that. There is an in-depth Callaway Talks with myself and the OG of Wedges, Roger Cleveland, where we spent about 35 minutes going through the entire line, and we took it deep. We went into everything in that video. So that video um, is, is out there. So we got a ton of content to help people understand because we have a lot of models and it can be uh, confusing. So we're trying to help people understand which wedge is right for them. And then I mentioned right in the beginning how sexy these things are. You got the blue uh, finish on them, which is nice. And then you've got the, or the, the accents and then you've got the two finish options there. Talk about those. Yeah. So we have the platinum uh, chrome, which is uh, a beautiful, it's not a high polish, but it's not a satin. It's kind of right in between there. Beautiful, beautiful finish. And then this tour gray, which we first had in the PM grind, got a lot of great feedback. That's a, a darker finish, still plated, but a darker finish. And then we have this whole Callaway Customs lineup, BT, where you can go out and you can totally customize your wedge. So if you don't like the blue, you want to put the red in there, you can do that. You can get stamping, get your initials, different colors. We got emoji stamps. We got the fist bump out there. We got the muscle stamp. Anything you want, that's going to be available through Callaway Customs. You know I like the customs, don't you? No, customs are yeah. awesome. I like it. Well, you're, you're kind of a tour player, BT, so we know you got to get them See? Yeah. See, now I'm, I'm going to be paying him. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> I, dinner's on me, Dave. I got you, buddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. After, after Tony's bashing me for, uh, not traveling with a handicap, you know, at least, at least Dave gives me a little love back. <laughs> for I appreciate sure. that. One thing I wanted to talk quickly about was about the, the shaft options. So we have the, the true temper. We have the dynamic old tour issue in the 115, which is our regular steel shaft. But now we have a graphite shaft as a stock option. So we're bringing the catalyst from Project X as a graphite shaft in an 80-gram offering. So we know there's a lot of players who have these lightweight steel shafts or they're using graphite in their irons. Now we have a perfect complement in the wedges. I love it. I've been playing graphite in my irons for some time, and uh, I'm I'm a big fan. I never thought I would, but it's good. the technology's come a long ways, and it uh, it helps me with uh, with some of the the impact on the elbows and and that sort of thing. So I'm I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed. I love them. So uh, really, really good stuff. So Dave, when are these things available? So we're going to have them available for for pre sale on on nine thirteen, and then actually in stores at retail on nine nine twenty. So uh, next Friday, coming up soon. All right, awesome. We'll look forward to it. Thank you so much for the insight. Well done. Uh, I'm excited to hit these things. I got to get a couple uh, ordered out. I want to get part of this pre sale and maybe do some customs work. A little BT stamp on there. I could go for that and uh, start start spinning some wedges like the tour guys. I like it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, for having me on, and make sure you get out there and check out the new Callaway MD5 wedges. Jaws, that's all you need to know. Dave Neville's Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway Golf. Uh, kind enough to join us right here for our Tech Talk discussion. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Right, we had an opportunity to catch up with America's favorite caddy. Here he is, and it's brought to you in part by Hoops Vision. Go to Hoops Vision, and they'll take care of you. they got the latest technology, and if you mention Real Golf Radio, you can save $1,000 on your LASIK procedure. Free consultative consultation. All you do is go and sign up on HoopsVision.com or give them a call and get in there. Bob and I have had it done. Boyd Summerhays has had it done. Mike Weir. Everybody goes 
to hoops vision. So this is a good opportunity, good time of year. Take care of your eyesight and actually see that ball land. I know you hit a 300 plus yards and it's hard to see. I know. I know you're that guy, but even better if you can really see it out there 300 plus yards. Check it out. Hoopsvision.com. Here he is. America's favorite caddy. It may change things. I'm still going to wonder if maybe I can't make more money as a major champion. Because first of all, I've made a lot of money anyway. It's not like I didn't make anything. How much did Brooks make an official? 10 million? Uh, yeah, just about ten, nine something. Okay, so what did Rory make official? That's what I'm looking Probably at. Probably right pushing now. twenty. Yeah. So the question is, could you make ten million dollars more as a major championship champion versus not? So this is a question for those that are yet to be a major champion, because Rory clearly already is, right? Well, here's the answer to that question. The answer to that question is in general, no. In general, no. The major is not going to be worth that much more to you, unless you're a little higher profile player, then it may be worth more in endorsement. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I still think more than half the players who would have voted would have said, I'd rather have Brooks here. Let me ask the question, ask it another way. Would you rather have Rory here or be the Masters champion? See, that's the interesting one right there. And that's what, you know, that's what, that's what needs to be discussed. Uh, Doug Ferguson, the great AP writer, threw that out on, on Twitter the day it was announced. And that is an interesting question. For Rory, I think Rory would trade Tiger, wouldn't he? Because career grand slam, that's immortality right there. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Rory's year versus Brooks' year. If you ignore the money, way to say Rory had a better year than Brooks. Objectively. Who won more tournaments? They both won three. They both won three. Okay, was one of the three tournaments the FedEx Cup? No. Yes. No. Rory won. Rory won the Players, the Canadian Open, and the Tour Championship. And, and he actually did, and actually, the FedEx Cup. And he was the low-scoring player in '72. That's correct. So, so three wins for Rory and three wins for Brooks. Brooks had a major, a WGC, and a high-profile event over at the CJ9 Bridges. In Asia. Yeah. Right, and then he also had. Seconds and a third in the other majors, correct? Uh, two, seconds. two seconds and a fourth. And a fourth. Two, two seconds and a fourth. So he absolutely dominated the majors compared to Rory. It's not even close. Yep. I think the stat. I think the stat caddy. This is the one that'll blow you away. I think in the last eight major championships, Jordan Spieth, maybe the last ten majors. I can't remember what exactly, but I think Jordan Spieth is the only one within fifty strokes of Brooks Kepka. Fifty. Yeah, his, his major, his major performances are are, are Jack Nicklaus. Okay, so he, so here's so here's the money, official money, for tournament wins. Rory McIlroy seven point seven eight five million, and Brooks Kepka nine point six eight four million. So it's ten to twenty two, roughly, with the bonus. Yeah. Yep. So twelve, thirteen million more. That's 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 a lot of teeth. So <laughs> I just, I, I just, I will say that the the interesting to me that you're a better player because you happen to win one tournament worth a fifteen million dollar bonus. Yeah. Does that make you a better player? I don't know about that. I mean, it's 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 not richest guy of the year, right? It's player of the year. Yes. So. I, I'll ask. I'll ask one more question. 
uh, of, of Roy McElroy. Roy, would you have traded your year for Shane Lowry's year? Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yes, 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 yes would be the answer. All right, that'll do it for us here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer, does a great job each and every week. For Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. We'll see you next Saturday, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.